Welcome back to the What's Your One More podcast. I'm your host, Quentin Harris, and we are here, episode 101, kicking it off. I'm super stoked, if you can't tell. Uh, We just flew through 100, and we did it in just shy of a year. Pretty stoked about that. And, uh, man, just big thank to our audience here. The feedback you guys have given us has been unbelievable. Um, You know, the commentary, the the love that you guys are showing to us, and our guest, and my producer, Charlie Walker, my co-host, Daniel Halverson, and my co-host, Alex Stewart. Uh, It's been really cool, and I just can't thank you guys enough. So let's get on with the show. Um, So one of the commentaries that we've gotten is during an episode we did with DoorDash. Uh, You you remember we went out, we bought some items in the restaurant, we came back, ordered online, and then we ordered from DoorDash. And, you know, the the content of that was to represent self-inflation versus market inflation. And it was interesting to me that uh, many of the audience members, as well as people that were just commenting on our social media platforms at what's your one more with the number one, that's at what's your one more with the number one. The commentary that we were getting on those platforms was the term greedflation. And I thought that was interesting because for me, you know, I was thinking like, well, are we talking about like CEOs being greedy? Or are we talking about uh, the government being greedy? What was it? And, you know, as I delved into some of those comments and really asked questions from the particular people leaving those comments, the feedback I got was really incredible. So it kind of led me to this episode of greedflation and this, this brand war, if you may, that's taking place out there. And what I noticed is a lot of people were saying, hey, listen, it's not just in DoorDash. It's at the grocery store. And I think we all know it's at the grocery store. But there's some brand wars taking place in this greedflation too that I thought was interesting. And it's almost like people have a brand loyalty until they don't really feel like they're compelled to have a brand loyalty anymore. I kind of want to break down some things that uh, we did some research on and found. And, you know, probably some of these places you're very familiar with here, but I'll start with it. So there's this there's this battle, if you may, between the private label brands and then the big time brands, like the, the well-established elite brand. So your private label brands are really popular because you see your major stores start to create them. Uh, Target has Archer Farms, Trader Joe's has theirs, um, Kroger is Simple Truth, uh, and private selection. Um, you have great value at Walmart. You have 365 by Whole Foods. You have Kirkland's, Costco. These are all what we would call private label brands. There's been a lot of arguments that even some of the same factories that produce the big name brands also are producing these exact same private label brands. And I think for years they were maybe called knockoff brands, if you may, or, or you know whatever term might have been used out there. But now the private label brand is really big. And now is it really big? It's a huge money maker. But I want to explain how they're doing it. What's interesting is if I take a look at elite brands, I'm going to say Coca-Cola, Pepsi, Nestle. Um, I think those are pretty elite brands and and they kind of keep the same company. You know, in the most recent quarter, uh, Pepsi-Cola up to their price is 16%, but their volume only dropped 2%. Now, some might argue that's greedflation, right? That's that's the definition of, well, your, your volume's off too, but you raised your prices 16%. You're not really raising your prices to offset that. You know, you're raising your prices and that's where that definition of greedflation comes in. And that that's what many of the people online were describing there. You know, Nestle did the same thing. They increased their prices by 9.8%, but their volume was only off 2.6. Um, you know, and I think that, you know, uh, one of the major, uh, Unilevers that, that does like Hellman's mayonnaise and does other conglomerates, they raised their prices 13.4%, but their volume was only off 1.3. That's where the term greedflation has kind of cropped up, you know, as consumers have started to believe 
that the companies are using inflation as a leverage point as an excuse to make more money. And I saw it firsthand in the comments online that you guys are leaving. Uh, I kind of got really in depth with someone on our YouTube channel. Uh, and if you want to check it out, I believe it was episode 89 on our YouTube channel at what's your one more. Um, and this person really kind of enlightened me on a lot of things about what I'm talking about, which again, led me to get into this episode here. Now, as I get into this, what I found was interesting on this private label, this, um, uh, private label, white labeling, whatever you may call it, is that there's this huge rise up. Their volume is up tremendously. And there is uh, there is a, uh, a study that's being done that was just released that showed that um, private brand dollars are up 10.3% across the most recent quarter of 2023, almost a 5.6% gain compared to that of the national brands that I just described. And so there's a survey that was done by the Food Industry Association, and it found that 41% of shoppers said that the private brands are what they've been buying since 2020. And another 30% cited that higher grocery prices are the reasons, not necessarily brand loyalty, which I think we all could agree with that. But there's also a staggering statistic here in 2023 that 90%, 88.4% of American adults are willing to switch brands to a private label brand due to inflation. Yo, thank you so much for choosing us today. We're definitely not done with our podcast, but we are going to take a really short sponsor break and then we'll get right back to the show. I've been in the lending business for 20 years. I've seen many different lenders. During those 20 years, I recognized there's a difference between being an originator and an advisor. And the team at Bank of England is full of advisors. They take their time to understand your needs. They take the time to structure a mortgage for you and your family. And I cannot recommend them enough. If you're in the market to purchase a home, maybe it's a second home, maybe it's an investment property, or you're looking to refinance your current property that you live in, Take a minute to work with the advisors at Bank of England Mortgage. They're a nationwide lender, and you can find your local branch at boemortgage.com. www.boemortgage.com. Because it's more than loans, it's people. Thanks so much for letting us give a shout out to our sponsor. All right, now back to the podcast. So when people are going to the grocery store now, they're looking for ways to reduce cost. But yet, you still have to eat. That was one of the things that we talked about you know, in that episode. You still got to eat. You still got to be able to provide. You still got to be able to do these things. But you don't have to do it paying the prices that are being demanded out there that are being increased by maybe what is considered greedflation here. Now, I think if I was some of these companies, maybe the argument would be, well, hey, wages have gone up. Well, I think wages went up in 2020, 2021, maybe 2022, but I don't think they're on the rise as much in 2023. I think maybe they've kind of flattened off and the data suggests that as well. So when you're raising them in this, you know, in the most recent quarter of 2023, when your volume's only off just a little bit, but you raise that price point significantly, um, it starts to bode the question is, you know, is that being greedy or is that not being greedy? And so one of the bigger white label brands is, uh, and a private label, white label is what it's called, is Kirkland's. And the thing about Kirkland's is they are absolutely knocking out of the park. Costco has the largest private label brand of any label out there. It's considered the mega brand of Kirkland's and what it's done. And so in May, they reported that their sales, get this, that brand sells, and we know they sell other brands there, but their brand, $17.85 billion in April. 
$17.85 billion in April. That's insane when you think about it, up 3% from a year ago. And in the second quarter alone, their sales jumped 6.5%, equating to $54.24 billion in sales. And just the Kirkland brand alone. That doesn't include all the other sales they're doing, just the Kirkland brand alone. So it's, and even stores like Trader Joe, they rely primarily on private label items. Um, it's not exclusively, but they rely on it. And I think that that is just, uh, you know, that that just screams, you know, what's going on right now. And the customer's basically saying, bye-bye to big name brands. I think the consumer's saying, listen, I'm fed up with it. I don't necessarily need it. Uh, you know, there's not that much taste differential. There's not that much product essence differential. I don't need to pay that price. Uh, and I think that that is, uh, I think that's kind of the sign of the times that we're in. You know, a test uh, did a survey in 2023. And inside that survey, they found that 59% of consumers are likely to shop around for the best price. Now, I don't think that's a shock to any of us. But later on in that survey, and I mentioned it earlier, they found that 89.4% of Americans are going to be able to to switch to a private label of some sort um, in, in, in America. And I thought that that was really interesting on there. And so there's some other trend reports in here that I keep looking at that I'm talking about here. But when you take a look at like who's buying the private label, I mean, at 90%, it's almost everybody, right? I mean, I don't think there's many people that haven't bought a private label of some sort, whether it's Archer Farms at Target. I mean, I know I was going through our pantry the other night before I did this podcast and I looked at like a thing of trail mix. And I'm like, I'll be damned. That's Archer Farms. So it's like it's speaking exactly to what I'm talking about on here. Whereas maybe if I bought that same container from Planters, you know, I'm going to pay 25% more than what I paid from that one. That might be a bigger in size, b have more content in it, or c it's the exact same size and cheaper. So I mean, it, it, there's a lot of reasons as to why maybe we buy Archer Farms in that particular case. And, and Target's one of those examples where I really think they're trying to mimic what Costco's doing with the Kirkland brand. And if you go into a Target. Archer Farms is everywhere in there because they want to get that out there. And obviously for them, it's a win-win. They're selling their brand. They're probably making a significant profit margin on selling their brand. And it's a cheaper price point for the consumer. So hard to argue with that when you take a look at it. I know I feel that way when I go to Costco. Uh, same thing. Kirkland Brands is right out there. It's prode in front of everything. They also sell other brands. But again, it's significantly cheaper and you get double the amount compared to other brands that you're buying inside that store. So I think that's pretty, uh, pretty interesting when it comes to things like this. But here's just a couple of numbers to break down with food and beverage sectors um, that I think is interesting. You know, the grocery private label sales and dollars for beverages. So the, the private label for beverages. So Pepsi-Cola versus a private label. Private labels are up 17.1% in the first quarter of 2023. Bakery, private label bakery. So this would be you're buying the bakery at Kroger's or Publix. You're buying what they made there, right, inside that bakery versus going to the bread aisle and buying the prepackaged bread. That's up 16.8%. Just food in general, This whether it's canned food, whether it's, you know, uh, produce, whether it's... Um, uh, you get the picture. It's not meats. Meats are excluded. Um, that's up 16%. If you look at refrigerated foods, these are going to be your frozen bags. These are going to be other things that are in the uh, refrigerated section. That's up 15.5%. Those are all double-digit jumps. Now, for whatever, for whatever reason, meats are flat. And I think that kind of speaks to maybe the cost of, of meat in general. We've talked about that on this show as well. But that shows that all of these shares are up and the market share, the market share alone for the groceries private label divisions have grown almost 20% from year over year from 22 to 23. And the units, this is the big thing. 
the units are up. That's why the pro- that's why they're increasing their profit. That's why their shares are up. They're not raising the cost of the goods so much. They're just selling the hell out of all the units available. That's up 20.8% from a year ago, or excuse me, from 21 to 22 and up 20.3% year to date. That's 20.3% year to date. So it's simply said that private label is a growing sector, probably brought on by inflation more than likely, but also I think the consumer is just fed up with saying, hey, I feel like you're using inflation as leverage to charge me more. And I'm tired of it. So when we talk about self-inflation, you know, we do that whole DoorDash episode where we said, listen, you're paying for convenience and that convenience is really costing you anywhere from 80 to 100%. Same concept at the grocery store. And if you're not one of the current Americans at the grocery store recognizing that, hopefully this episode's pointed out to you here and the data doesn't lie. It seems significantly cheaper and you get more bang for your buck at the store, which should help you through these inflation times. If you like what you're hearing, please share this podcast, five-star review it. Please go to Apple, leave us a comment at Apple, Spotify, super interactive on Spotify right now with the surveys, the results, and the video that's on there. We're also on Google and on Amazon. And then check us out at our socials at what's your one more with the number one. That's at your one more with the number one. Till the next time, we'll see you at episode 102. I got one more shot, I'm gonna make it. One more chance, I'm gonna take it I meant it when I said it, now it's time for me to do it I got one life to live, so I put my all into it, yeah